Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! I feel so lucky to be recording with you this morning after just seeing you last night, Rachel. In person, IRL. The energy is real. Royal refreshments in person, the best feeling. We're back with another episode of Royally Obsessed. If you haven't already, you need to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and get your sweatshirts and corgi totes. I think there's only two corgi totes left. And we are restocking, That's but wild, Roberta. it is crazy. I that there's personally only two love left. my God Save the Pod tote, but I, I carry that everywhere. But just say the black just one. That, that one That's still sheet. in stock, I think. There's a That's few. That's still in stock. Yep. But you can look at both. Check out both on shop.royallyobsessed.com. Also send us a note, info at gallerypodcast.com. We have a great note today. Rachel. I was going to say, the I'm Rachel. <laughs> have not taken we, a break. Do we since... introduce ourselves? I just like was like, oh, yeah. I'm Rachel. Rachel. I'm Roberta. The Royals haven't taken a break. It's no. absolutely been a blitz since the Jubilee. So there's so much to talk about. We're excited about the range of topics that are coming I know. Up. I really am. And I also really like that they are just back to work. I think it speaks to what they represent. You know, they had the big celebration where they were the center of attention, the Jubilee. But now they're just doing same old, same old, which is the a lot schedule. of events. The yeah. sketch. Okay. We are talking about the Royal Order of the Garter this week, the Royal Ascot, which is in full swing. The Cambridges are moving. That's news that has been bubbling up for a while, but it's confirmed for the most Still part. Still right? sort of a head scratcher to me. Yeah, though, but let's, yeah. We'll talk about that. There's a Diana and Andrew Morton flashback. We're also talking about the post-Jubilee blues. Womp womp. <laughs> Roberta, what are we sipping, though? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Today, we are sipping a fancy drink in honor of the Royal Ascot. It's the Pim's Cup, which, Rachel, I'm sure you've had before, right? Oh, I love Pim's Cups. I feel like I had one Pim's Cups. That doesn't sound right, plural, but a Pim's Cup. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that it's one of my favorite orders for a drink. They serve 21,000 jugs of it. Jugs, which I'm like, what's a Pim's jug. I think it's the PIMS number one in a jug form, but at the Royal Ascot to 300,000 attendees throughout the five days. And PIMS number one, if anyone doesn't know, is a gin-based liqueur and it's very herby and then has some hints of orange. And then you add sparkling lemonade or ginger beer if you want it more tart, lemon juice, and then over the top garnish, we're talking whole strawberries, mint leaves, all the fixins, whole orange slices. So it's the most beautiful drink. And here I'm going to sip it. I don't have enough ice in mine. So my ice is, you can hear it. Um, One sip and you are transported to the Royal Ascot. I need to get myself, my hands on 
some more summery drink recipes because I love that this oh, is. I know summer cocktails are the best cocktails. We're gonna do I a think. whole summer royal refreshment series. Yeah, we should. Stay tuned. We definitely should. <laughs> I just decided. <laughs> but like you said, Roberta, it was such a joy to see you yesterday, and I do need to mention our colleague because Roberta and I were blown away. One of our coworkers was in London and just ahead of the Jubilee weekend and bought us the official program. Total surprise. We I felt had tears like, in my eyes because yeah. it was a platinum Jubilee tea towel, which I I really wanted a souvenir from the weekend, but I wasn't going to ask anyone over there to like get me anything. I just felt Oh, bad. I but- definitely asked someone over there to get me something. My friend Katie was there and the Kath Kidston, Kidston plate yeah, with the queen was sold out. And I was like, I know you're like running around. I know it's really crowded. If you happen to see that brick and mortar shop, please just run in. And then like later, like, she went out of her She was way. like, done. <laughs> she ah. just sent me a WhatsApp. I was like, so grateful. Wait, it's the queen's what? It's the plate, like the commemorative the plate. plate with oh, the really pretty illustration of the queen. Oh, I love um, a young queen. Stuff. So, but it's sold wow. out online. And so it had been in my cart, but I just didn't move fast enough. Anyways, I don't have it in my possession yet, but she has it. And she lives in Amsterdam, so I don't even know how I'm going to actually get this plate. Oh, that's going to be some shipping. You'll have to just go over there. You have to display it next to your new tea towel, which our coworker Sarah got us. And the official brochure or booklet magazine, it's so beautiful, like full bleed pictures of the queen and all the royals. So I... I feel honored. It was just a really special moment. We saw each other. We had a sip of a cocktail together, drinks, and then we got this program. And I was like, the royals are just, they follow us wherever we go. We feel special. Before we get to the listener email, though, do you have any fun weekend plans? So it's Father's Day. Yeah. I'm so sad I can't go home. I'm mailing my dad a gift, which I feel like that's kind of a bummer, but it's also... I don't know. Dads are so low key. I don't they think are. I actually, <laughs> I'm only thinking about Matt. I need to do something for my own dad. I'm you're totally, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I need to go buy a card and send it. But what did you get for Matt? Did you use Well, special? so I actually, you, oh, this is royal adjacent. This is perfect. So I um, got him. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode before, but uh, Finn, as you know, is quasi obsessed from Octonauts. Yes. And Matt, as is Archie. We have to, mention. as is Archie. That's why it's royal, royal adjacent. But so, uh, I got Finn a youth-sized quasi shirt from Etsy, and then Matt's quote-unquote favorite character because Finn quizzes us on this is Captain Barnacles. If anyone watches, you know, you know. <laughs> and so I got Matt that shirt, and we're gonna go to a zoo, so I figure they can wear their matching shirts, and that's so cute. they're not—they're not cute, but Finn will flip for it, so that's my plan. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. What about you? Any good weekend plans? Well, we're going to the beach, um, and then we'll celebrate Father's Day with Dave's parents and grill out and stuff so I am looking forward to that and I will obviously call my dad I'm sending my brother a card he's a father too you're so on top of it gosh I need to get organized today it's Wednesday I still got time when you don't live like living out of town I just really have to think so far ahead for these things because I know that I have to get something in the mail so my dad's from Chicago I'm mailing him two deep dish pizzas (laughs) it's just like so ridiculous and it's you know the freezer freeze dried or whatever um what's it called oh dry ice that they have to ship it in all stuff but he loves it loves it loves it he saves it for when i come home to make so (laughs) our producer producer just messaged me that's literally what i'm sending my dad who is also (laughs) from chicago i believe so all right we have the chicago gifts locked down anyone who needed an idea yeah okay listener email amanda wrote to us She said, hi, Royally Obsessed. I love your podcast. I'd listen to it weekly. I was recently on a cruise around the British Isles that ended with a half day in Windsor. The trip was one my husband and I planned to take before COVID and then rebooked and canceled several times. 
Tragically, he died all of a sudden due to an aggressive disease in February. After much deliberation, I decided to take the trip myself in tribute to him and our love of England and Ireland. It was cathartic and both fun and sad all at the same time. I wrote about it at midlifecurious.com slash Amanda. Out of sheer good fortune, I planned the last day in Windsor on June 2nd. The town was buzzing with activity. I've attached some pictures for fun. On the bus to Heathrow, we just happened to see the red arrows fly by in formation. Thank you for your fun and upbeat work every week. My sister and I are starting a podcast for our online presence, Midlife Curious, and we're using your format as inspiration, Amanda. What a great timing for your trip, too, to be in Windsor on June 2nd. I know. But Amanda, I have to tell you, if you're listening, you I spend a lot of time on your blog, and it had me in tears. I just think that it really captures the before and after of such a life-altering event, and it means so much that you wrote in and – and know, the pictures are, are holding you in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you. it looks like you made the most of such a poignant trip and you, I mean, thank you so much for sending us this. We can feel the joy coming out of seeing all these royal sights. And can't wait for the podcast. Yeah. I'll have to tune in. We do want to also mention while we're on the subject, Windsor, the Cambridges are moving there, Roberta. I'm pretty shocked by, I guess I shouldn't be because we've talked about it for so long, but I think the fact that they're supposedly moving into Adelaide College, <laughs> Adelaide College, Adelaide Cottage, which is such a downsize. It's really low key. Palace. Did you see the pictures of it? It's four bedrooms or supposedly. I think I said earlier that it was bigger than that. but And it's supposed to be almost like a little like schoolhouse kind of vibes. It's yeah. really, really unprecedented that There's they're no making pool. this choice. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it. And did you see the detail that Peter Townsend once lived there? It's yes. a grace and favor property so the queen can bestow it on whoever she wants. I love that sort of past history of the house that, you know, the Princess Margaret tie in there. I think there there is a lot of uproar, though, because I think, you know, Robert Jobson especially was saying that they promised with the, they had 12 million pounds of renovations, I think, done to Kensington Palace 1A to make it um, family oriented and livable for them and their kids. And that that the promise was that they'd be there for the long haul. So I think this I is I think a what big I read change. is they're still keeping that. I mean, they're going to have yeah, they are, Hall, yeah, but it just feels but like But they a won't lot. be there as a primary yeah. residence. I know. It's right next to Frogmore Cottage. It too. is. That's fascinating to if me Megan because Megan and Harry over there is going to be some tension. Well, also, the reporting in the Telegraph had an interesting line about Andrew because th- this move that William is making with his family is quote expected to significantly change the dynamic at Windsor where the Duke of York has the most contact with the queen. So I think that that's also fascinating as a factor. Of course, the school tie-in for the kids because we know that they're going to be starting a school. We don't know the name of the school in I think September. it's Lambrook or Ladbrook, okay. one of those. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. And that they're kind of wedging themselves in between the queen and Andrew, but also that they the plan, I guess, Roya Nika's big Sunday Times article about William's 40th, the plan is that basically in quote the fullness of time to take over Windsor Castle so Loki right huge. now and then like <laughs> exploding huge. onto this yeah huge estate but I can't wait to follow this it is like in in a completely you know elevated and out of reach way but still kind of similar to what we've all been doing which is get out of the city yeah know? it makes so much sense and it I think that there like was some commentary about that too is effect. that at Kensington Palace being a city location, and they're limited in terms of the grounds. Mm. And this means that, you know, George, Charlotte, and Louis will have easy access to their great-grandmother. And I just always feel like, you know, any access to the outdoors is so great for kids. So it'll be in abundance at Windsor. Yeah, but to have three furnished homes, like, 
I think they're the taxpayers are are a little miffed about this. But I know it's fascinating. But think about them, all so the. Pro- I mean, this is the future king. Like, there's think about all the properties the queen has. It's interesting. That's true. Yeah, there's summer home. Yeah. History. Let's get into it. History. And now, this week in royal history. Flashing back to June 16th, 1992, this was the very day that Diana, in her own words by Andrew Morton, was published. I actually had a really fun time, Roberta, looking at Getty because it, this June 16th date is sandwiched between the Royal Order of the Garter and the Royal Ascot. So on June 15th was the Garter. June 17th was the Royal Ascot. Diana was at these events as her life was kind of imploding in the headlines. I think it kind of shows the routine of life because that's exactly what's playing out for the royals this week, many, many decades later. Uh, It was explosive. As we know, the book release disclosed that Diana's suicide attempts, her bulimia, the neglect by her in-laws, Charles's contempt for her. It was dubbed at the time in 1992 the longest divorce petition in British history. Because obviously they weren't even yet separated. That's kind of a funny way to say it. Yeah. The whole novel is her divorce petition. Yeah. And at the time, what was, again, what we know is that it was so fascinating because no one knew that Diana was the source. So it was anonymous until 1997, at which point it was rushed, the re-release of the book upon her death, and it was changed to Diana, her true story in her own words. And Andrew revealed that she gave six interviews, that photos were printed with permission from Diana's family, that she made handwritten revisions on the manuscript, proved every page, including the cover photo. She was very, very involved. This was before her death? No, it was immediately after that it was revealed that she was the source. And so it was also, though, if you context 1992, this release of the book was considered the biggest upset since Wallace Simpson. And for Andrew, everyone really turned on him. They said that it was based on rumors and gossip and it wasn't credible. And, you know, I just think what it really changed the course of history because they separated in December 1992 of the same year. Of course, that was on the heels of Tampon Gate as well. So Mm. (laughs) which preceded that announcement. So there was a lot that the domino effect of this book. And Squidgy Gate. Yeah. And Squidgy Gate. Exactly. So I I just think looking back, one thing that I didn't know was that there were, at the same time that Andrew Morton's book came out, Roberta, there were three bestsellers on the New York Times list in 1992 at the same time. There was Andrew's book, which was pro-Diana, and there was Diana in Private by Lady Colin Campbell, who's a little... She's a little out there. She supposedly invited Thomas Markle to be at her home during oh, the Jubilee. She's so out there. Yeah. But her book was anti-Diana. Then there's there was also Diana, a princess, and her troubled marriage, which was by Nicholas Davies, and that was objective. So I think it just goes to show, like, 1992 setting that stage, there were just the volume of royal opinions and obviously now the hindsight of only one of them had what at the time people were calling deep throat, and that was Diana. <laughs> Wow, that is wild. And then the divorce, the separation was December of that year. And that really... Yep, the separation was that year really changed everything. And I think also just knowing, again, you picture yourself at the time, you didn't know that Diana was the source for this book. It just goes to show how discerning the royal voyeur or follower all of us have to continually be because it's always according to friends. Like at the time, it was Mm -hmm. friends of Diana and that was a cover for the fact that she was the source. And Buckingham Palace denied it. Diana denied it. 
she also made clear that she wasn't mad at her friends for participating. I think just recognizing how hard we have to work as a watcher to choose these vague, understand these vague sources. I wish that Harry's memoir actually came out the same day. Oh my god! Twenty four, <laughs> you know, twenty. Out. No, it'd be thirty years later to the day. Yeah, isn't it? Ni- 1992, 30 years later. Wow. And this was a biography, but yeah, totally. That would have been really fascinating. And the An fact that we had Andrew Morton on this podcast and... I know. Well, also, he's a source. We talked about when he joined us that he is um, a consultant for season five of The Crown where he is going to debut. He's going to be portrayed. Portrayed. Wow. I was I was actually looking back at that episode, Roberta, because he was saying he hoped that uh, James Bond, Daniel Craig, would play him. But he assumed <laughs> it would also be like a nameless face with glasses. So he has a good sense of humor. I kind of feel more like a... Um, more of a Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. Maybe. Or oh, I like this is that. a totally opposite thing, but like a younger Rain Wilson with glasses. Now that we've talked to him, I get yeah. that. Oh, then gosh. Maybe, I don't know. I'll think about that more. What actors look like him. But it's I so cannot funny to think like who you would crown. want to play you in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then who gets cast. It's so funny. Right. All right. Okay. Should we talk Royal Order of the Garter? Yeah. We're going to go stuff. through the blow through the Garter and the Royal Ascot, two big royal events, as you mentioned, that are always on the schedule, but that I feel like kind of came up as a surprise after so much Jubilee celebration. And it's like, wow, they do not quit. We're right back at it. So we had the Garter on Monday. Camilla became Royal Lady of the Garter. It's the 700-year-old ceremony, one of the most seeped in tradition ceremonies that the royals do. Camilla got to wear those fancy robes. It's a huge deal because usually spouses are not named royal gentlemen or ladies of the garter or royal knights i guess it's called uh it, but the andrew question that was the big big uproar because he was still on the program as of a few hours before he was still on the program when they handed him out the order of service and he was nixed from the public appearances at the very last minute and so palace sources have described this last minute decision as a family decision this is what sources have said is that William was the one who told the queen, I won't go if he's in, if he shows up. I saw that. And I was like, that's amazing that he did that. It's him or me. Yep. If that's what happened. I mean, again, this is that according to sources. (laughs) Exactly. And as a Knight of the Garter, he still was at the investiture and the lunch that's taking place at Windsor, as was the queen. We got that portrait of her, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It is kind of worrying, though, that, you know, he's taken away from the public spotlight, but he is still supported behind the scenes. He's still allowed to go to these things. Mm -hmm. I think someone said it's been 120 or 30 days since his HRH status was taken away, and here he is trying to squirrel himself back in. It's it's But did you see that photo of him driving at Windsor the day of? Like, he just looked so dejected. Like, I feel... Like for Andrew, what is your role anymore? Like you really, yeah. I mean, very deserved. Like he is just done. There's nothing left for him, but he is so aggressively trying to make this comeback. Like I, I read that he asked the queen to reinstate his grenadier guards title. Right. And, and his HRH, I think. And his HRH, That he's yeah. allowed to use it. And then yeah. there was that interview on Times Radio. Did you read that Fergie gave an interview where she's like stands firmly behind Andrew, said she'd marry him again, that he's a kind and good man. She talks about what Beatrice and Eugenia have been. She very, would marry him again. Very lightly. Yeah. But it's, I think it's just fascinating because I'm happy to read that Charles and 
William are really Stepped being in. like, no, this is just a no brainer. No. And that also goes back to, you know, William being in close proximity to the queen. Right. It's a question mark because supposedly this is a perfect segue. He might, Andrew might show up at two of the five Ascot race days. He's supposedly that's the the rumors right now. So Rachel and I are obviously recording this on Wednesday. So we still have, let's see, three more days of the Ascot. He's not there today, thankfully. That also feels like there's been a concerted effort to shut that down. Wait, can I add one thing about the Royal Garter, Order of the Garter? Our wonderful podcast guest, Annie Fitzsimmons, was there. Oh, my gosh. I pulled up her Instagram to read to everyone how the lunch sounds, which is incredible. And I forgot. Annie Fitzsimmons was there. She said that her, her friend owns a travel company that got behind the scenes access and she was a guest because obviously Annie does so much travel. Her pictures look and videos look so close. So she wrote, I loved this part. She said, we settled into one of the military night cottages while waiting for the royal procession and had the most delicious lunch, wine, coronation chicken, salmon, shrimp, tea, coffee, eaten mess, berries, That sounds incredible, just waiting and you have this full spread. So she also told me, I was messaging with her and she said that Camilla is absolutely stunning. Kate has like the most amazing smile. And she mentioned that Camilla is the exact same height as Charles. Oh, wow. She was really, really up close and personal. I loved that inside track kind of take on what what the day was like. She said it was fantastic. I loved seeing the pictures of Kate laughing at Camilla's hat when they got in the carriage. Like Kate's looking at her from under the brim of the hat. Like the hat's huge. It doesn't look comfortable at all. The robes look horrible. They look so heavy. It's so hot out. Oh my God. And Kate's just laughing at Camilla and they're both like, this is ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous costume. Okay, Royal Ascot. Can I quickly yes. go through it? So this is the five days of horse racing. Like we said, there's tons of fun fashion, a very intense dress code. We've seen Beatrice twice already. She's there this morning, which let me see if I can send you a picture. Her style. We keep talking about how it's just so on point. I think especially today, this is very chic. It's white dress, white and black hat. This picture literally just came out because the Royal Procession is at 9 a.m. our time. Oh, I love. That's kind of a not great picture of her, but isn't that pretty? I think it's so like, I don't know. It's so classy. It looks great. With the black ribbon around the hat. Okay. So we also saw Carol in the matching dress. Yeah, what did you think about that? I wanted to ask you. I was kind of uncomfortable, honestly. I feel like that's a little bit weird. I don't know. But then I think about my mom and how much she like loves – like she, when she likes something that I'm wearing, that she wants to go buy it for herself. But has I she ever it was, bought it for herself? Your mom? Like, yeah, oh yeah, like things so she that has. I wear that she like tops and Everlane. Like yeah. it's such a memorable dress. Like I feel like I just see that dress and I think of Kate. And so I was. Do you think it's weird? It looked wonderful on Carol. Like I think she looked incredible, and I also love me and M. But I think the choice of repeating it felt a little strange to me it does feel strange it does feel a little strange of course the Cambridges weren't there the first day of the ascot and they're not there today either the first day was because they were at the Grenfell Memorial that's the Grenfell Tower that burned down in 2017 72 people died it was the worst fire feels like yesterday to me I can't believe it's been five years five years I know and that to me feels like a really smart strategy for the Cambridges to be really back to work you know Mm -hmm. they're 
They had the baby bank visit from Kate Williams, big issue, handing out papers. Then there's this. So very work-minded for them. But they are supposed to show up in possibly Thursday because that's Ladies' Day and that's Mm -hmm. like the biggest fashion day. Also, the queen hopefully will be there. She hasn't missed in the last 70 years except for the pandemic. At the Royal Ascot? Yeah. And so she's supposed to be there, although they won't announce it because of the mobility issues until – hours before i think yeah. i've been checking the ascot twitter they announce it i think it was around 7 15 a.m i just <laughs> really when love they for it. the queen that in on so many levels roberta doesn't it feel like the pressure is off because it's like now she can make appearances as she chooses yeah. but i feel the jubilee pressure for her must have been so great because of how much was riding on that big celebratory weekend i feel sad that she might have to miss this one. I feel like the grass yeah. isn't that conducive to a walking stick or just if you have mobility issues, that's just another added. But could she do the thing where she drives obstacle. in the car and sits there or has? Yes, There's been the so many cart. inventive, creative solutions for keeping her, her comfortable and then having her uh, be able to attend. And you know how bad she wants to be there. She was mm-hmm. there two months after Philip died. Like mm-hmm. she loves the race. This is her this happy is, place. Yeah. This is her happy place. Exactly. Okay. Moving on to the Sussex. Yes. We had the surprise and uh, news that Megan, while she was at the Invictus Games, was able to drop by for a little side trip to Project Fearless, which is an organization that offers after school trips for girls and non-binary youth. So they have an entrepreneurship course, which is aimed, you know, it really helps to Get up close and personal with the kids that are in this program. Megan was a guest coach. She brainstormed with the kids. I think they whiteboarded. She really was active in generating ideas. And the response from the director of the program was that Megan is an accessible role model who's making a difference in using her voice. And the kids really had an amazing time working with her. I think seeing these pictures, my very first reaction, aside from just the impact of this participation in this event, is Roberta, do we need to up our blazer game? Like all the royals are really coming out with these amazing blazers. And maybe they always have, but I'm just feeling this pressure to add one to my closet. I also like that this is released in time for this charity's, you know, anniversary mm-hmm. because I think it's it focuses on the charity, which a lot of times kind of gets lost in the message with, you know, yeah. it's so fun to talk about the fashion of the royal visits. But then I think sometimes you're like, who cares whatever they were visiting but then for this it's like they get to announce it which is how the Sussexes have operated since not having social media I think that this strategy has been really really awesome and I think that it to me I was randomly walking around Brooklyn and thinking about the Sussexes and just you know there's so much hate directed at them but how can you be mad when this is such good work like that Megan mm. is doing that Harry is doing there's so Those much little girls looked so excited to like ha- they hang looked with so her incre- yeah. I mean imagine that happening in your world where it's like the Duchess of Sussex shows imagine. up and does this with you so oh I want to say one more thing about Megan she honored the Grenfell Tower fire as well the hub community kitchen which she did that charity cookbook with called together They posted to their official Instagram account and said, today is a day of looking back, remembering, and reflecting. And they said, always very thoughtful. Today we received a lovely voice message from the Duchess on the five-year anniversary of the Grenfell tragedy, asking how we are about our children and families and giving us news of hers, just being her beautiful, kind self, which I I thought that was really nice because – to me, when I think Grenfell, I do think Megan because of that event she had with Doria, too. Absolutely. I just think they continue to live up to their mission. It's service. And they really are demonstrating the work that they're doing with these, you know, after the fact mentions. But I like what you I agree with what you said that 
having the organizations release that information just puts the spotlight on the organization. It's really a yeah. Great it must be hard plan. though to think like are are they struggling to find the similar things to do in the U.S. Like it feels like we haven't heard too much about what they're doing volunteer wise lately. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that Here. I mean she visited yeah. yes she visited Uvalde and all of that, but like what is their future? Like, are they going to come back to the UK to honor some of these things that mean so much to them Mm -hmm. or have historically done in the past? Yeah. Who will they start to align with more and more here? Exactly. Also, we saw Harry back on the polo field, but he lost Roberta. He even fell off his horse. And I was wondering, you know, obviously you can't win them all. We know that. But I was wondering if it was like, jet lag or something you know and it wasn't a bad loss it was like 12 to 11 but i just was you know that routine uh, he's been on a roll jubilee recovery yeah he's all of us right now exactly All right, before we adjourn the royal pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low is just this portrait that we just mentioned of from Garter Day of the Queen. I feel like I'm worried about her. She looks kind of frail and tired and kind of a strange choice for them to pick this one. I feel like there could have been better facial expressions. I don't know. And then that makes me worried about, is she doing okay? Yeah. It was so sweet, though, you mentioned this, that her effort made. I just thought it was really amazing that she was, you know, she really dressed apart. That's not easy to get that fancy. And she had the heels and everything. But I do agree. I thought that it was, you know, she did look a little bit more frail. That feels like it's such a signal. It means, like, it means a lot to her. And it's a big deal that Camilla is getting this Mm -hmm. honor. And, like, her full support is behind it. I just hope that it was her decision to make the effort and not you know somebody else's like I kept I like the the voice of Harry played in the back of my head of like is she being protected like yes. you know what I mean like right it, people around we said her. it's like it's like elder abuse if not like if she didn't make the choice and she had to be like told like you got to go out and you got to do this portrait it's like oh I hope that's not what's I happening. think she's calling more of I think she called because I don't think she's Charles the would allow that I don't know but I, no. I agree it, it makes you think about all but these then he's things. like mommy do it for Camilla <laughs> I don't know yeah. Ooh, you know he yeah. cares so much about her so fascinating Anyways, you're low. Milo is, as I mentioned, just the post-Jubilee blues. Have you been feeling that this week where it was like we just were riding that high and the anticipation of that occasion for so long? And it made me think like, okay, I need to get my royal calendar and gear. What's ahead? Yeah, the ascot and the garter. It's like there are so many things. They never stop. So I know. Well, I actually was that. so head down that I Googled. I was like, when is the royal ascot? I was like, oh, right. It starts today. Like I was so <laughs> in my head about the Jubilee. So the blues doesn't really feel like it has sunk in yet because they're like once they go on summer break, then I feel like it'll be a little bit of a lull. Yeah. But right now I'm like, I'm riding this wave. Yeah, that's true. We also have William's 40th coming up. We have Harry's memoir. We have arch- archetypes, the pod, you know, there's a lot coming up. You're right. You're right, Roberta. And earth shot in the U S. Oh yeah. Supposedly What's the, the deal with that? Are, Why are we not? I guess the info? plans are now underway is what I Where just is read. Our invitation, Roberta. I, we are going, we Let's have to go. We're, watch us, <laughs> watch us be in New York when there's a platinum jubilee, and be in London when the shot <laughs> when is Earth here. Shot like is I will here. just be so yeah. mad if that's the case. I, I did want to call out to one more thing to look forward to, which I hope there is a big 40th birthday that's like glitzy and fun for William and honors Kate as well because she deserves yes, a big bash, see, like sparkly dresses and tuxes and all that. But that Serena Williams is is returning to Wimbledon, which makes me think Wimbledon, maybe Megan will yeah. will be back for that. I would. I would love for, to see her at Wimbledon again 
and to see her supporting Serena. Yeah. So it's really Great exciting. Call. That just that was would be amazing. All right. My high is this Camilla birthday project. So Camilla turned 75 on July 17th, which is a little bit away, still, still a month away. But the reading room, the Duchess of Cornwall's reading room, is orchestrating a book drop into 75 community phone box libraries. What are they called here in the U.S.? I forget. There's something. It's like a, a free, free library. library. But there's like a cute name. I'll think of the name and say it randomly. Um, but she is also – Camille is also guest editing a special souvenir edition of Country Life magazine, which is going to be released July 13th, four days ahead of her birthday. Charles did the same thing. His was one of the best-selling issues of all time for Country Life. And it's going to focus on dogs, horses, and her favorite recipes. So <laughs> can't wait to pick that up. I love this little tidbit, though, that Tom Parker Bowles, her son, is a columnist. And his quote was, I hope mom doesn't – Muck up my copy was what he said. Oh, Tom. It's got to be hard to have up your mom as editor for a guest issue. Oh, my gosh. So funny. I know. My high, which is a little bit old news, but I'm sorry about that, but I just had to shout it out, was Mike Tyndall again on the good, the bad, and the rugby. I feel like Zara and Mike need an elevated status in the royal family just so we can get more of them. I'm really into this family, their relationship. Chief influencers of the royal family. Yeah, so Mike was back talking about the Jubilee. They even called it out in the episode description. It was like, we're going to have a section where he talks about the Jubilee. Some of the other hosts got really wistful, but he specifically talked about Prince Louis, and I want to play that clip from the episode. Yeah, the kids were the stars of the show. Yeah, I mean, uh, Louis was, uh, you know, he's, he's, he gets, he was just wanting to have fun. And, yeah. and my two are always mischievous, so it was trying to keep a lid on. There were a lot of sweets out, but, out back, though, so they had oh, really? complete sugar highs, yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, if anything, just to... I mean, it's tough, it's tough for them. They're all young. Yeah. Ask yeah. them to sit in there, because it was you know, two till five or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time, so do what, you, as any parent knows, you just get do whatever needs to be done to get them. I love that, but I honestly have to say, this as part of my hide, that was just the tiny segment. Everyone needs to go listen to this episode. He talks about it a lot. He shouts out his favorite moment was the cousins lunch on Thursday, which we were talking about last week, Roberta. The cousins, it's like the fun part of the party. So I don't know who exactly was the there. The best section of the wedding. The yeah, best table of the wedding. But I don't yeah. know who was there if Harry and Meghan were there, but it, there was a cousins lunch. He talks about that. He also talks about how he didn't realize him wearing the Mrs. Hats would become such an uproar. And he talks about Paddington and he jokes that he always said the queen is better than James Bond in terms of acting. <laughs> so it's a really delightful episode and That's I just, it was amazing. such a high listening to it. I hope they swap hats at the Royal Ascot. They've been, oh, yes. they've been, they went one day so far this week. So hopefully we see them again. All right. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. We would be so, so, so grateful. Tell us what your favorite moments from the Jubilee were. Here's a recent review says, you trained us well for the Jubilee. I get that giddy little feeling inside every Thursday when I remember I get to listen to the newest episode of the podcast. Rachel and Roberta are the perfect hosts and combination of being enthusiastic, knowledgeable, open-minded, and also having a sense of humor. You can tell that not only are they royally obsessed, they're genuinely good friends and enjoy each other. I just wish I had friends like them in real life to share my enthusiasm, especially last week when I celebrated the Platinum Jubilee and no one around me really understood. I couldn't discuss it with r&r live but listening to them discuss it on the special jubilee episode and this week's episode was pretty close thank you for properly preparing us listeners for the jubilee refreshing and entertaining what a wonderful frame that that was so kind (laughs) but also like i think that was what we felt so much from our event is how much you know we have this royal fandom but in my world too not many 
of my day-to-day friends are as royally obsessed and I'm always mentioning the royals. Does that happen to you, Roberta? Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, that reminds me of what Kate did or and people think I'm so weird. And so I think just having this it's community It's like speaking is another so language and you wish the other person could speak the same language as you and you could be like bouncing around like we were at the event like oh Andrew and then Beatrice and this yes. and this and like it's we have like a short shorthand for everything too. I just love yeah. when we opened our phones and everyone had the same feed it was like all royals and I was like wow we really are like-minded in this hobby interest of ours but what a great review thank you so nice to share this with this community all right remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode leave us that five star rating pretty please you can email us at info at gallerypodcast.com. Get that corgi tote. There's two left. Shop.royallyobsessed.com. And till next week, God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.